Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining today's episode. Today, we have sports nutritionist Jackie Stevens back with us. I know you guys loved her. And today, we're going to be talking about mindfulness, meditation, and why I actually consider meditation the dirty M word. All the nutrition information out there today, everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook and we're going to break it all down. As a corporate health coach, I focus a lot on meditation and mindfulness. This was always a topic when it came to burnout, but when I started really introducing more shift-working professionals into the conversation, the word meditation just didn't connect. There wasn't this sense of relaxation or calmness or how they can prevent burnout. It was a sense of more anxiety and how do I create something in a life that's so chaotic? How am I going to have time for this when I don't even have time for healthy habits? And I realized that I wasn't connecting with the word meditation. But when we started talking about mindfulness, this started connecting so much more. And when you really start to look at it, the meat and potatoes behind that is mindfulness and finding things that they valued in creating this calmness and creating this sense of presence and being present in that moment really started making that connection. And that's one of the reasons why I call it the dirty M word, because anytime I ever said it within an organization of shift work, you could literally see people's brains immediately start to turn off and go somewhere else. Today, we have with us Jackie Stevens. And from some of you that remember the ADHD episode, she is back. Jackie is a sports nutritionist and also one of the top nutritionists over at the Lynn Janae plan. If you want to learn more about Jackie or how you can work with Jackie, there will be a link to the Lynn Janae plan down in our show notes. So Jackie, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, mindfulness and meditation, it's such a hot topic. Like it, re- and, I mean, and rightfully so, like the, the levels of stress and like our mental health are so important and we should absolutely be talking about it and trying to figure out what works best for, for ourselves. But if you're like me, um and you have a really hard time like sitting still or or doing anything that requires physically being still I see this a lot in corporate wellness when I'm talking to a lot of guys because that's generally shift work who I'm dealing with um you know and I call it the dirty m word because being mindful is so important but Every time you say meditation, they immediately think they're wives, yoga mats, and twinkle lights. So when you're talking to a room full of diesel mechanics, like they're like, yeah, I'm not sitting on a yoga mat. And he's like, my wife bought some fancy meditation pillow. And I'm like, no, 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 we don't need any of this. So I think this topic is so important because it just kind of helps on what is meditation, what is mindfulness, and what's the bullshit, and what's do we really need to work on? Right, right. I mean, like, it really, when I realized when it clicked into place that, like, I didn't have to, you know, sit crisscross applesauce, if you will, um, somewhere going, um, and, like, channeling things and, like, you know, pushing out all the thoughts. I was like, that's not, like, even when I'm sleeping, do you realize how many thoughts are going through my brain? Like, that's, it's just not, it's, physically not possible for me. So, you know, once I realized that this is not, that's not a way that actually works for me and to stop trying to pursue it, 
Um, and to pursue something that does feel like I'm checking in, I'm reconnecting to my body, I'm reconnecting to my spirit, and I'm taking a break from, from all the bullshit. Exactly. And it's so interesting when you actually look at the definitions for meditation. You know, it was funny because I always like to go back to basics on things. So I'm going to read the Merriam Webster definition for meditate. And it's basically, it says to engage in contemplation or reflection. <laughs> and then when we go over to the Cambridge Dictionary, this one is a little bit more helpful because it says the act of giving your attention to only one thing, either as a religious activity or a way of calming and relaxing yourselves. Okay. It's crazy because it's just, it's such a fluff word. Like it really has no real meaning to it. I mean, you can meditate on being calm and you can meditate on causing a whole bunch of chaos within a whole bunch of people. <laughs> like it, we've just taken this. And I think this is why I call it a dirty word because it's, it's essentially nothing. It's a fluff word. It's a filler. And it's a bunch of bullshit in my eyes. Well, yeah, it's just it's way too vague. It's too vague. And that's the problem. And it's like, you know, what we do with the plan, um, or what I do with the plan, what Lynch does with the plan. Um, it, it's that it's just too broad of a term. It's the idea that there's a one size fits all. And that's just not the case. It's just not we're all built differently, chemically, mentally right you know um our jobs our ideas what we like what feels good to us what feels stressful to us like of course of course meditation or what would be mindful and restful to us would be different obviously that it seems when you break it down like that it seems like well that's dumb that's I, I don't know I think it's very common to get caught up in this idea of it's healthy Exactly. And you know, it's funny, because when you look at the Miriam Webster d definition for mindfulness, and this is what I like to talk more about when it comes to clients. It's the practice of maintaining a non judgmental state of heightened or complete awareness of one's thoughts, emotions, experiences on a moment by moment basis. Now that gives us a little bit more of a definition <laughs> on what we're actually looking for. It's being in that moment, not having your thoughts racing on what you need to do or racing on what you should have had to do. It's just being in this moment. And that's really where that power of, you know, when people talk about meditation and that fluff word, that's really what this is. It's just being right. present. Right. It's really, that's all it is. I mean, there's other things that you can work on outside of it. Like, like, you know, mindset changes, reframing things, uh, rewording things. Like, um, you know, a lot of times when we say you should have done this or I should have done that, you know, it implies this like shame that we're carrying. Um, and, you know, that means that we're internalizing that every single time that we say it about ourselves. And so, um, like, I like yeah. to say, don't should on me. <laughs> like, on a t-shirt. Don't you should on me. <laughs> you should on me. Um, um, our our friend Sarah, I think she's the first person that said it to me, and I it's always rung true and stuck with me. Um, and it's really helped me like reframe for a really long time now. Well, there's no should. I made a choice. Maybe it wasn't the best choice to support whatever it is. Um, but I made a choice, and that's what happened. Yeah. Period. Um, I might make a different choice next time. 
It's interesting. I had a therapist one time that told me anxiety is worrying about the future and depression is worrying about what happened in the past. Right. And they said neither one of them are working out. They both have clinical terms around them. Yeah. It was really about being present. And I think when we use terms like meditate and it doesn't ring true to people or they don't understand it or it's a fluff word that has no real meaning behind it. Um, yeah. I'm going to get a lot of hate from the health and wellness people on this one. <laughs> I can see the hate mail. I thought snake diet. I got hate mail. I just wait until the yogis get a hold of this episode. But there's nothing wrong with any of these practices, though. There's nothing wrong with meditation. If it feels restorative, absolutely. And restful. there's nothing wrong with yoga. Um, mm-hmm. if it feels restorative and restful to you, but there's also nothing wrong with going fishing. And that's what we deal with so much when I'm dealing with, you know, the clients and shift working, because most of them don't have 45 minutes to sit in a dark room, you know, but maybe for them, you know, when you have something you love, like fishing, that's a perfect example of a great mindfulness meditation. And, you know, it's funny because I'll, I'll stand in a group of guys and I, you know, I often will say when you're standing at, you know, your spring or your lake or your pond. And right before you go to cast your pole, what is the first thing you do? Now, some of them will joke that they crack open a beer. And quite frankly, they probably do. But then what's the second thing they do? Most of them take a deep breath. Right. And it's probably the first deep breath they have taken all day. And it's just, it's amazing because they take that deep breath, which we know is really important when we're practicing that mindfulness. They take that deep breath. They're listening to the sounds around them. They're smelling the air. It's suddenly you're present. You're not anywhere else but with your fishing pole and maybe your beer at the water's edge. But I mean, like it's 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 that. I mean, taking a walk in the sunshine for 10 minutes, that's a really good option. And not taking like phone calls, not looking at your phone. Like sure, listen to music if you want, you know, or listen to the birds or the mm-hmm. construction work, which is what's happening in my house right now if I were to take a walk. Um, or even like when I used to work in the restaurant industry, I would get it would get blazing hot like um in the kitchen I remember one summer it's like 90 to 100 degrees outside and if you've ever worked in the restaurant industry there's always something wrong during the shift okay (laughs) always sometimes this there's never a shift that like just runs smoothly okay that's like that's like the the blue moon kind of thing where you're I don't know what just I just it was amazing. But, you know, you're always like putting out fire, fires, you know, proverbally, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> maybe in reality. But, you know, that's why you have those things in place. But, you know, um, I would literally like go and take a break if I was like feeling overheated, literally, <laughs> or mentally or both. I would literally go in the walk-in freezer <laughs> for five to ten minutes. And I would... Um, sometimes I would yell for a minute. Nobody can hear you. I mean, it's pretty, who cares? And and who cares if they could, because frankly, everybody's experiencing the same thing (laughs) I was, right? Yeah. And you know, when we talk about like behavioral changes, one of the things we always want to do is something that you already value. So lean on something you already value. I think that's why fishing has rung true for so many of my, the people I've worked with, but you know, fishing, motorcycle rides, bike rides, um, working on cars. I mean, 
driving your old classic car and listening to the hum of the motor. Like it's all, all of this is meditative um, or mindful, right? We don't want to use that dirty M word. Yeah. If you, if you like to put together Mm -hmm. models or if you like to doodle or draw, I mean, like that's one of the things that I, I found I really enjoy doing um, is drawing stupid crap for my kids. (laughs) Well, but it's the same, it's that same concept. You're in that moment. You're just, and you know, it's funny because a lot of times coming from an art school background, you, you, when you draw, your mind is totally empty. You don't even know what the hell is going on around you. It's just you, the pencil, the piece of paper. And, you know, so I think this is really cool to kind of spitball some of these ideas because so many people don't realize what they find. Um, I actually had a guy the other day that told me tattoos. He loves getting tattoos. And it's funny because you're laying there quietly, generally, or you're talking. You're listening to the hum of the tattoo gun. And you're just present in the moment because when you're getting a tattoo, quite frankly, you're not thinking about anything else. (laughs) Um, He he might also have some trauma. I don't know. Yeah. Might be a little bit of expensive form of mindfulness. Might be a little pet. I don't know how realistic that is on a regular basis. Um, Coming from someone who likes tattoos, (laughs) it's not necessarily realistic for your everyday life, but go out and um, play basketball with your butts. Um, it doesn't have to be still to still your mind, like almost counterintuitive to what is broadcast as meditative, right? The goal is to connect back with your body. Um, I actually really love uh, grounding practices um, as, as an option. So take your shoes off and go touch the grass. It's, it's incredible how different that feels. Um, and walking around like that. Um, although if you're trying to be productive, it's not a great ADA to your shoes off in general. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to have to be another episode because I actually just read something about shoes on and productivity. And I was like, holy shit, it's a real thing. (laughs) No, 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 for real. It's a real, it's a very, very real thing. Um, um, in fact, I don't have shoes on right now and I feel very, um, centered to myself but very spastic (laughs) yeah that's probably why I'm always a little bit as my husband likes to say a little quirky because I never wear shoes (laughs) you never know what the day's gonna bring (laughs) yeah that's probably a a completely different topic but yes it's totally a real thing um there's lots of studies about it and um it's it's kind of like this weird thing that triggers for people's brains and I thought it was just an ADHD thing but it's like a every it's like an everything thing I, I thought that the same thing too. And I was like, oh man, I, I should probably just wear my shoes. And I hate wearing shoes in the house because, well, let's face it. I hate shoes. It's like shoes, shoes and bras. They're all confining. <laughs> Will not be confined. This just took a total left-hander. <laughs> but, you know, and going back to the, the dirty word meditation, right? A lot of them will say it's a practice. And it is a practice. I mean, to be able to control your thoughts, to not get them to race in other ways, that's where it helps. You know, especially if you're in a chaotic situation, high stress, being able to channel your brain to be productive, um, to not wander off into some shoeless topic, you know, it's helpful. The 
problem, I think a lot of it is, is there's so many different ways of doing that. And it doesn't mean sitting quietly for 20, 30 minutes in the corner of a dark room with twinkle lights and singing bowls. If that's your thing, great. But if your thing is sitting outside and listening to the hum of a motorcycle motor, go for it. I mean, like some people feel the most connected when they're in nature. What does that look like? What's accessible to you? Could you go for you know, a hike once a month. I mean, maybe it's not the most effective in terms of exercise for your body, but if it helps you reconnect overall, is it kind of a, is it worthwhile, you know, to include? That's a question you have to ask yourself, right? You know, it would a 10 minute, 15 minute, 20 minute or two 15 minute walks, you know, broken up in your day be accessible? Would, you know, is there a lake nearby or Absolutely. And it's like you said, it's what makes you feel connected, what makes you feel present in that moment. You know, is it sitting in the corner of a diesel mechanic shop? Is it sitting next to a lake? Is it sitting, you know, wherever you feel the most connected and everybody's a little different. And maybe it's sitting in a dark room with twinkle lights and a fancy pillow and Tibetan singing bowls and cool. Maybe it's a dance party. Like, It could be a dance party. You know, uh, five to 10 minutes of a song that makes you just feel good. The moment you turn it on, everyone's got a playlist or several playlists, you know, of songs that just make you whatever it is you're trying to feel. Sometimes you need to feel the the anger and the rage and get that out and headbang it out of your system, you know, and that is just as connective as sitting quietly doing breath work or whatever. I mean, it's just the the goal is to the goal is to just make sure you're connecting back with yourself. I mean, that's the whole thing. So and I love that idea what you're talking about. Sometimes you're angry and you need to feel that anger. I think so many times we focus on feeling calmness, but a lot of times we have to feel that anger before we can get to that calmness. It's about what works for you, what brings you back to where you need to be. So I just, Jackie, I just want to thank you so much for having you on the podcast. And, you know, we're you're coming back because we're going to talk about shoes and productivity. Because <laughs> that is a great topic. And uh, yeah, this was great. My pleasure.